Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the show today. Beck hit me this morning with a topic that she wanted to talk about which I know as little about as you probably do but Beck is going to inspire us today or educate us or maybe both. So Beck, tell us what is forest bathing and what has it got to do with anything? <laughs> so lately I've been immersing myself a little bit in topics around spiritualism and some cultures and I've been reading a little bit about um, Japanese culture and a little bit about Zen Buddhism and a whole sort of array of those kinds of things and like I read Wabi Sabi by uh, Beth Kempton and I just finished reading Zen, um, The Art of Simple Living and I can't even remember, to be honest, whether or not forest bathing was in that, but somehow last night forest bathing popped in my head. So I must have read it somewhere in one of these books. And I thought, oh, we're going to do an episode on forest bathing because it is something that is a mindfulness activity that can improve your health and your mental health as well as your physical health. So I thought it would be something that we could talk about because we have talked about mindfulness before and stuff like that. So... Um, forest bathing does not involve going out into the woods and getting naked and bathing in a stream. (laughs) There's no nakedness. There's actually no water. Forest bathing is actually a literal translation from the Japanese term. Um, I'll I'll say this wrong and I apologize to the Japanese people listening. Um, Shinrin yoku, which is forest bathing or for in uh, bathing in the, no, what is it? Taking in the forest atmosphere. And so it's a term that Um, came about in the 80s as a response to the Japanese culture of overwork and there was you know skyrocketing suicide rates and people were just working themselves into the ground and the parks department or the the government department of parks and recreation or national parks um, launched this this forest bathing initiative which was a program so that they wanted people to be using the forests Um, I think like 70 percent of Japan is forest and um, they wanted people using these forests and so they had this program and they've been there's been a lot of studies done on it and it's really interesting and it's been adopted now throughout the rest of the world so it was like an eco antidote to the tech boom burnout and that's how it started in 1982 and then um, in the 90s people well, researchers started actually studying the physiological benefits of it because, of course, there were anecdotal evidence that it helped people and people kept going back and doing it more because once they started, they realised, you know, how good it was for them and how good it felt and how much it improved their, their well-being. Uh, so the researchers jumped on to see if they could, you know, quantify those benefits. Right. So it's it's basically going and immersing yourself in nature, Is that effectively it? Free of tech, I'm guessing. You know, like if you're (laughs) translating this to today, you know, if we're talking that it was developed in the 80s, people didn't necessarily have, you know. I mean, I guess what did you have in the 80s? Did you have Walkmans yet? Any millennials will go, what's a Walkman? But, (laughs) you know, now, like, 
I immerse myself in nature while I am attached to my phone listening to <laughs> yeah. a podcast. So I'm not really immersing myself in nature. So, so I'm that's assuming... not forest bathing. That's just going for a walk <laughs> okay. yeah, in the forest. So there's differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I think a lot of us do sort of go, oh, well, I, I get into nature. But we're hiking. We're, we're moving quickly. We've got a destination. We're getting our heart rate up. We're doing it so that we exercise. So we actually purposely build our heart rate up often when we're walking. We don't necessarily, we aren't focused on things that we, I mean, some of us are, those of us that particularly are interested in birds, for example, might hear the birds or see the birds, but just in general, when we're out and about in nature, we're often with other people and we're, we're moving purposefully. Like we're, we're sort mm-hmm. of going, we're, we've got, like, I've got to climb to the top of Mount Lofty or I've got to, you know, find, get, get to that point, um, to that waterfall or whatever it is. And so you're sort of moving, moving through it purposefully with a destination in mind and all that stuff. So that's where forest bathing differs from that. And yes, tech is not a part of forest bathing at all. Uh, and I'll get to that this, um, a little bit later on. I'll sort of talk about how to do it and what the elements of it are. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, you, tech's definitely not a part of it. All right. I'll, I'll let you go on because I've got about a million questions, but you might answer <laughs> them as you keep talking oh, about okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, okay. So the next thing I guess is to talk about a little bit about why it helps um, and, and why it's good for you. So, so far in the research, and there'll be more, obviously more research and more findings, but so far it's sort of proven to reduce the stress hormone production, um, improves feelings of happiness. Um, it frees up creativity. It also has a physiological response. It lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure uh, and it boosts your immune system and it accelerates your recovery from illness so as far as immunity goes uh, there is these things called uh, phytoncides that you're exposed to when you're in the forest and they are in um, oils that are emitted by trees so if there's one in particular which is a cypress oil and studies showed that people that were exposed to that uh, decreased their anxiety their depression their anger and their fatigue that's the kind of stuff that is emitted in a forest as well if you have enough trees around you if you're just in a park where there's just one tree and loads of lawn you're probably not going to get exposure to all that much but that um, also helps your immune system as well so phytoncide exposure is um, contributes to a significant increase in your uh, the, white, the white blood cells that are known to boost immune function. So it's a direct link there. You can also simulate that effect with an oil diffuser in your bedroom at night too because that's actually how they did one of the studies. They did a uh, controlled one um, with people sleeping with exposure to this oil rather than getting it out in, the, in nature. Okay, so we know it's good for us and we probably all want to have a try. I know I feel like I need to block some time out my afternoon today to go and give this a go. What is, I know, it made me want to do it too. Yeah, so what, what exactly do we have to do if we want to give this a go, other than putting cypress oil in our diffuser in our home if we can't get to a forest? How do we do it? All right, so, yeah, obviously putting cypress oil is going to give you one benefit of forest bathing but not all of the other benefits. So, yeah, it's um, something that you – if you want all the benefits, you actually do need to get outside. Uh, So the recommendation is that you choose a place that is um, close to your home because it needs to be convenient, which is a bit of a motivator for doing it in a more frequent fashion. So pick somewhere that's relatively familiar and um, and close to home. Uh, It's – doesn't have to be a forest 
but it does have to have nature and trees. So it's like your park is perfectly um, acceptable for this, uh, but the, the denser the forest, the higher the benefits that you get. So would it um, work, sorry to interrupt, would it work yeah. with like the Australian bush if you went out into? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, cypress trees or that kind. Like when I think forest, I think a mm. massive fir trees and that kind of stuff. So it doesn't have to be that particular type of tree. It just has to be yeah. like dense and, nature. Yeah. And unfortunately, they haven't done studies on all of the trees so, you know, I don't know what our exposure to, say, eucalyptus would be. Would it be the same as the cypress or the fir, you know, or the cedars? I don't know that and they, they haven't done the studies on that. But um, researchers who did study it say they're very confident that it doesn't matter what tree it is, mm-hmm. you are going to get something. They will be emitting something and you'll be benefiting from it. Uh, so, yeah, we, you could go out in the bush. You could go to, you know, I mean, depending on, on yeah, where you live, anywhere where there's lots of trees or, or bushes. I guess I guess some of the benefits you could get just from going out in the middle of a field because, as, as I described it later, there's lots of mindfulness and meditative benefits and experiences you can undertake wherever you are in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just more the tree oils benefit that you'd be missing out on if you weren't around trees. So, um, so yeah, it, it, anywhere where there's nature, anywhere at all. And the whole idea is to be really intentional and mindful. And there's actually guides that you can hire to take you on a guided forest bathing experience. And they actually, all the research I've done um, recommends doing it with a guide at least once just so that you don't miss anything that you could be benefiting from. One guide I, I was reading about, you know, starts off with some intention setting. So there's sort of like the difference between, you know, doing your own meditation and a guided meditation is that there's there's some things in there that you might not think to learn and you might learn that you can use later on as well. So there are actually guides that are accredited in forest bathing and they're all over the world. They're not just in Japan now. The whole idea is that it's intentional and it's mindful. So you have to sort of Instead of just walking through the bush, you have to engage with the bush and you have to almost become a part of it. So you sort of, you engage all of your senses and you use all of the senses. I don't know about, I don't know about taste. You know, I don't think you should be licking, <laughs> licking mushrooms or anything, but um, you do sort of, you know, you're meant to engage all of your senses. So a few of the steps you choose somewhere like I said relatively familiar and close to your home you leave behind your electronics don't go anywhere that you could get lost in if you're not taking your phone with you and that's why they say go somewhere familiar because the last thing we want is you're getting lost and the the idea of it is actually for you to wander without purpose and so it is highly likely you could get lost if you were in a in a space that was familiar um so you you know if you were in an unfamiliar spot obviously you would stick to trails and things like that but if you're in a familiar spot you could just wander wander around in a in a small contained area and not get too lost and we'll be back to that discussion in just a moment If you really appreciate this podcast and get a lot from it, we would love it if you would consider becoming a Patreon supporter. This will help us keep the podcast content coming to you by covering some of our costs and importantly, keep it ad-free. You can find the Become a Patreon button on our website at www.beunclutteredcomau 
We really appreciate your support. Thank you. Right. Now, back to the discussion. Another thing that one of the guides uh, encourages is, you know, leaving leaving your life behind for a while. So you you make a commitment to leave behind your worries, leave behind any expectations of what's going to happen, leave behind any thoughts of the day or of what you have to do or what you have been doing. It's all about sort of leaving all that behind and ignoring that for a while. So as I said, the denser the trees, the better, but any trees, any any just your local park will be of benefit Um, you need to walk slowly and stop frequently and that's what how I said you know that what what you do is not forest bathing because you have the podcast in so you're not using all your senses Mm -hmm. and you're moving purposefully because you do it for exercise and they actually say that the reason why you want to walk slowly and they'll actually tell you off in Japanese forests if you move too fast. Um, you know, if someone's caught jogging, they're told to stop jogging, to walk slowly. And they, they do that because the program is designed to reduce your stress levels, reduce your stress hormone levels. And what running does is it actually increases your heart rate, which um, can generate stress hormones. So they want you to be really, really slow in order to get the benefit for this. So you walk slowly and you stop frequently. You engage in all of the senses and you can do little exercises with yourself if you want to or you can do it you can empty your mind and just be but you know one of the exercises you could do could be um, looking for things you can't looking for things you can't hear and listening for things you can't see and when I read that I thought oh that's a really good exercise so that would be a real good focus activity that would be really really mindful like Mm. you just you would just be completely shutting out everything else and it would be really really mindful activity to to do that you know I mean you could taste the air but yeah like I said maybe don't taste things in the forest unless you're very experienced at it or you're with a guide that knows where what all the bush tucker is (laughs) and wouldn't that be awesome actually though if you could actually eat some of Mm something around you that you wouldn't normally eat that would be a really good part of it as well but you can taste the air you can obviously you can smell things around you you can hear you can see you can touch uh, you can feel things and you know when you're sitting you're putting your fingers on the ground you're you're touching a tree or you're holding a leaf or you're running your hands over um, a flower or something like that you are you know feeling the insects on you (laughs) you're hearing the insects you're hearing the birds there's that that's the whole idea is just immersion and that's why the word bathing actually it's not a it's not a very it's it's quite an accurate translation because when you think about it you are sort of you know you're surrounding yourself you're bathing in all the sounds and the sights and the smells Mm. Um, so I think it's quite a descriptive um, an accurately descriptive word I love the idea of the touching because when I think about it so often when we'll go for hikes with the kids or as a family or if I just go on my own, the, I don't touch anything. I, mm. I touch the lead that my dog is attached to and my feet are inside of my trainers, but mm. I don't actually, unless I pull out a dog poo bag and pick up my dog poo and put it in the bin I might touch the bin <laughs> which is just you know just at least you're not touching the poo that, that is true, <laughs> true but as in like I'm just thinking of all the walks I've had I can't remember I did do a um, little hike with the kids a couple of weeks ago where we went up like a waterfall and we had to grab onto the rocks and stuff but I was mm. gonna say I don't you know although I'm in nature quite regularly I don't touch stuff 
And it's it's quite funny when you said that. I was like, oh, that's that would be a really different experience, touching mm. the bark of the trees and like noticing the textures and all that kind mm. of stuff. And I think like when you first started talking about this, I was like, oh, it's really easy to say, just leave your life behind, leave your day behind, leave your worries behind. But I think if you got really curious about this stuff, like what is that noise? What does that feel like, that tree trunk, that grass, those reeds, that what, you know, like if you actually let yourself be immersed and all the senses, not just sight, which is quite often what we limit it to, I reckon it could be quite quietening of your mind if you let it. it. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it is because I've, I've sort of tried to do this myself and even though I haven't done, I haven't, I didn't know about forest bathing, but. I have on occasion just, you know, gone down to the park, found and out we've got a quite a lovely park. It's got a creek and it's got heaps of trees, like hundred year old trees, big gum trees. And I have sat at the base of the base of the trunk and tr- and just did, did that, like just touched the tree and, you know, looked in the creek, watched the birds and, and did all that. And it is a much different experience than just sitting in the park and talking or the kids playing or walking through it and you do just switch off you know depending on the weather you know sometimes you could just doze off there (laughs) it's so relaxing Mm. you know if the sun's on you you could just doze off and it's it is easy it's easier than you think to to actually let go when you do focus on what it is that's actually around you instead of just what's in your head the whole idea though it does feel very counter-cultural you know like our entire lives you know at the moment well probably for years everything is about doing more being more productive can we be more efficient Mm. multitasking like don't just go to the park take your journal so that you can journal while you're at the park like immerse yourself in nature but make sure you're being useful and productive and you don't waste any of that time like it is very I think you almost would have to put the work in initially to give yourself permission to do this because if yeah. you are sitting there feeling like racked with guilt because there's something else you should you be doing, should be yeah. doing, could be doing, will feel bad, you know, when you get home and you lose all the benefits of this because you feel like, oh, I just wasted my time. I should have done X, Y, Z. So I think you almost probably need to put some work in initially to go, no, yeah. no, I'm giving myself permission to unplug, to switch off, to do this. Like you would if you went to a day spa or you went to a yoga class or you know when you're immersed in something and you go well nothing else can happen during that time I feel like you would need to get your head in that in that space first before you started I think so too and you can you can do it it encourage it's they encourage quiet and no discussion but you can do it with friends and they do it in groups with guides so you could to help you, you could have somebody else there as well to sort of make you make it an appointment and make you block away the time. Um, you can book in to do that with with a friend or something like that. And uh, as long as there isn't too much talking and you don't end up, you know, like have a coffee first and get all your gossip and chat out of the way. <laughs> and then before you go, um, you can then be quiet in the forest and you won't have too much that you need to say. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. That that would probably be one of the the real challenges that people would have is that whole, you know, I'm I'm just wasting time sitting here doing nothing. And it's it's a matter of realizing that uh, time invested in your mental health is not wasted time. And you you invest money in antidepressants and you and massages and in 
girls' nights out and in those kinds of things. Uh, and so there is nothing wrong with investing your time um, as well as, as your money on doing something that also makes you feel good and has a like a proven, scientifically proven medical benefit uh, for you and meant mental health and physical health benefits. So, yeah, it is definitely worth trying to figure out a way to let go of that guilt. So is there recommended time? Like if I just slot in a quick 15 minutes, <laughs> which goes against everything that we've just said, yeah. to be really efficient and slide it in my day. Is yeah. there, is there... Tara's like, how can I schedule my yeah. being with nature, one being one with nature? You know. like, I'm happy um, to completely turn off. For 15 minutes. Um, yeah. Is that, do they recommend a time period that you should do uh, it If for? you go with a guide, it's usually a few hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they do, they do recommend a long time. And I think that, but I think also that, you know, there's, there are benefits to be had from a one minute meditation. And so I can't see why there wouldn't be benefits from a 15 minute quick forest dip (laughs) like you're not bathing but you can just dip I I can't see I can think there would be benefits I don't think there would be as many benefits and you might have to do it more frequently but there would still be benefits to short short sessions but yeah I I think the idea of spending three hours regularly it worries me a little bit like I I'm a bit I get a bit like you I'm like oh but what else could I be doing with that time but I feel comfortable probably with an hour because if you think about it, if you went for a run or a hike, you would spend an hour mm-hmm. possibly. And so what you would do instead is just not go as far and still spend the same amount of time. And so, you you know, you get your exercise in another way, run around the block instead. But when you're in the forest, do the bathing instead of the running. And you get that the benefit from from that. And so you just I think in one blog post that I read about a um a forest bathing experience, I think you know, this person was a runner and had been told off for running in the Japanese parks. And so he or she they stopped and walked and did the, and then they did a guided forest bathing experience. Uh, and they said that, you know, after about three two and a half to three hours they had walked for I think six kilometers. Um, or was it miles? I can't remember. But they would normally run that, you know, in under an hour or well, half an hour or something like that. And so it was a long time for them to cover that amount of that short distance. And that's the whole idea is that you don't cover a lot of distance. You don't need to cover a lot of distance. In fact, you could just go to one, like your favorite spot. You could just go to your favorite waterfall and just sit there and do your forest bathing at the waterfall and then walk 10 minutes back to the car mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't you don't have to cover a long distance um so i think that yeah that the long duration is important but i think you could experiment with shorter ones um and you would still get some benefit i think so i mean you can benefit from a half hour meditation then you can benefit from sitting next to your waterfall a waterfall for half an hour as well i reckon and maybe to get around the whole efficiency thing you just trade it for a different relaxing activity so if you would sit down yeah. on a Saturday afternoon and watch a movie where you are sitting there's no phys- you're not you know getting any physical exercise you look at that as something or binge watching a show for a couple of hours you mm. do that to escape to relax to slow down just trade one for the other and maybe you just do it this week and next week you watch your movie or whatever but yeah, maybe that's a way. Maybe you have to make it a trade-off. Like, which relaxing activity will I commit two hours to this weekend? Um, and it might be an easy way to get your head around it. 
Yeah, I really like that idea. I think that will help a lot of people come to terms with the duration that they need to set aside in order to do this um, because and their whole idea that they're doing nothing mm. um, because they're actually not doing nothing. They're doing a lot more than nothing and their body is healing and they're absorbing things from the air that they can't get when they're at home. And so I think that, yeah, if you can see it as a wellness activity that that you can schedule in instead of another wellness activity that you quite happily spend a few hours on without even thinking about wasting time and that would be really that's really um a good way to look at it Mm -hmm. one point that i forgot to make was about when you're moving in the forest and i read this great guide on forest bathing and they talked about matching your movements to the forest so you're not meant to make sharp quick movements so if you think about movements in the forest you know, things sway and rustle and slide and fly, float. And so, you know, when you're moving, rather than clodding and thudding and waving your arms around madly, you're flowing and you're shifting and tilting, you know, uh, rather than actually moving quickly. And so they sort of the, the phrase used was, you know, match your movements with the forest and try to become the same as the forest in your movements which I thought was really interesting I hadn't considered movement as as an aspect of it but when you think about it that would be again adding to that whole immersion Mm. kind of experience and that mindfulness so you know you're being you're going to be with this experience you're incredibly mindful and in the moment and that that's sort of the the movement thing as well as using your five senses that whole movement thing as well just adds another layer to that immersion i really like this idea you may have just converted me i feel like i (laughs) I really need to go and try it now um (laughs) so i'm having a look here at your notes back and you've got something which i think is really critical to mention about doing it imperfectly do you want to expand on that yeah and this is i guess this is for those people who worry about all the rules and they get so caught up in doing it properly that they don't actually do it properly. <laughs> um, and the whole idea of doing it properly is that whole immersion thing. Whereas if you're sort of caught up on, oh, I'm not allowed to wave my arms around, I'm, I'm not allowed to have my phone in my backpack, I'm not allowed to talk, uh, it has to be more than two hours. You know, when you're caught up on those kinds of rules, it might actually prevent you from doing it in the first place. And so if you sort of say, well, look, I'm going to relax, I'm going to do it m- my way, um, as long as there are some of those, those that element of mindfulness is there, then I think you'll still get benefits from it and you'll get more benefits than, than from avoiding it because you can't do it properly. Because mm, I was just thinking if there was a time, you know, during the day when you could do it but you're like, well, I have to have my phone on me in case mm. the kid's school rings or something, well, maybe, you know, give yourself permission to take your phone but once you are uh, in the forest it's on silent and that's it you just put it mm. you know you put it aside you're not looking at it you're not listening to anything yeah it's not listening to something you're not looking at it you're not touching the screen I think you know yeah the rule could be you answer it if it rings and it's the yep. school and there's your rule and otherwise it stays in in your backpack or in your back pocket or something yeah like that. but I mm. think yeah. I think that's really key because if there are if these little things are barriers to people even having a go then just mm. work out a way around them. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, and there'll be times where you don't, you, you can go without your phone because your children are with you, you know. Mm. You can take your children forest bathing. It's a great experience. Go through that whole process with them. Sit them down and say, you know, quietly say, all right, now I want you to just sit here and listen. And we're just going to sit and listen for a while. And then you might do that for 15 minutes. And they're going to want to talk. <laughs> um, but, you know, you got, bring them back. Okay, we're listening. And now we're looking. What can you see? but you can't hear what can you hear but you can't see and think about what can you touch you know and you can you can guide them through that you know you're not meant to be chatting away but you can guide them through the process um and then you don't need to answer your phone at all Mm. i like that that. and even you could you could go so far as if you've got younger kids and they you feel like they need to be entertained to some extent right Write them a list. I mean, this might be getting a bit off track, but like get them to find something that's smooth, something that's rough, something that's hard and something that's soft. So if they're not willing to just sit, they can at least fozzick around and have have yeah. some purpose, which might allow you to have some peace and quiet. And then they're still at least. Yeah, so they're not going to be necessarily doing yeah. the forest bathing, but you still might mm. be able to. And what you might be doing is, is that also that experience might be a lead up mm. to forest bathing experience for all of you so that's sort of getting started on the whole thing and then when they're old enough to to be quiet and be still they would have already they already know they've seen you doing it they've been in there they've they've been mindful already because they've been looking for something you know because they've got their list and yeah I think that that would be a good introduction and it would also possibly give you a small little window of bathing Mm, absolutely (laughs) right so is there anything about this process or this idea that we haven't covered so anything else to add i don't think so i think um i'll add some we'll put some links in the show notes about the research because i probably didn't i probably didn't talk about all of the benefits in great detail Uh, so some of the medical benefits will be able to be read upon in the research so i'll add those to the show notes um because there's that the like i said the physiological ones which if the actual reduction in blood pressure and heart rate and those kinds of things and then there's the the mental and the reduction in stress hormone and then there's the mental well-being one which is the increased mindfulness and and we all you know you and i've already talked about the medical benefits of mindfulness so there's all that there so yeah we'll put it in the show notes and people can go and do their own get get clicking and um, immerse themselves in in this um, shinrin yoku and and see if they want to do it themselves and if you decide to give it a try, please come and join us in our Facebook community and tell us about it because I want to hear about your experience, where you were, uh, where you did it, how long for, if you found it hard or easy and what benefits you might have felt because I think we could maybe all learn from each other and support each other here. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to hear from people who have done it because I haven't yet. And like you, you know, I mean, I've done it in my own version but I haven't done the proper version the structured the structured version that that um, forest bathing is and um, I've sort of just like I said sat in the park and hugged a tree (laughs) and looked at birds and bugs and things but uh, I think I do want to do a little bit more of an immersive experience and 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 follow their the the format that is sort of recommended uh, as ecotherapy and uh, yeah and I'll, if anyone else has already done oh and if you've done it in japan oh I, and also last night when i was doing my research i decided that i want to go to japan <laughs> <laughs> so like i remember mick saying to me um you know where do you want to go 
would you like to go somewhere for your 50th or where would you like to be for your 50th? And I know he was thinking Bali because that's our go-to. But I actually think Japan might be my thing. So in a few years, well, a few, six years. Actually, it's probably further away than I'd like. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, maybe Japan and I'll do some actual forest bathing with an actual Japanese guide. Uh, That would be a pretty awesome experience, I think. Mm, Especially because the forests are so different so I've mm. been to Japan and I've been in forests, but I've n- I never did forest bathing, nothing formal, nothing. We just yep. hiked. But yep. it's that whole thing that then you notice stuff because everything is different than what you're used to looking to it, looking at at yeah. home as well. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think, you know, all of the different forests and I guess here in Australia, we've got, we've got different forests and from where I live, you know, I can get to, you know, the real outback sort of the scrub um, but I can also get to a, a more foresty environment you know and both of those environments are only half an hour from me in either direction and so I can I can experience a few different kinds of forests but you know we've been to the redwood forests in California and you know that's the kind of forest that I'd be like that's mm-hmm. perfect for forest bathing like with those massive big trees there's just those redwoods are just incredible but yeah there's there's forests all over the world that that this would be, you know, a wonderful experience in all those different types of forests. I wonder if you could even try, this is me thinking imperfectly about Mm. it, um, on the beach. Like you obviously wouldn't have Mm. the 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 tree element to it, but if if you didn't have forests around you, if you went and sat in the dunes, listened to the waves, smells, engaged with the textures and stuff like that around you it might be another way to get the benefits at least of the meditative yeah, state definitely. yeah um and the slowing down of everything and the unplugging from tech and all of that um even mm. if you didn't get those and then yeah you know, and moving slowly you know mm. instead of bolting along the beach on your morning brisk walk you yeah, sit in the dunes lay in the dunes you know feel the grass and you know all that kind of stuff mm. and and, and oh, heaps of people know you know being on the beach makes you feel better that's sort of anecdotally known isn't it and um so yeah you could you could follow the same process in that in that environment as well awesome okay right everyone now you need to turn this off go <laughs> block out some time in your schedule and get yep. into the forest get into the forest yep so yeah so yeah let us know on the socials if you're if you've done this before or if you're keen to do it and um and we will see you next week thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered if you'd like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com